0: Coming up, on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, how many Kirbys is too many Kirbys? It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We are going to be talking about the news from the week, including a new Kirby game and some not-really announcements that came out of TGS. And then on Thursday, Mario Month continues with the ABCs of Mario Part 2. But in the meantime, Mark, how you doing? I'm doing really good. Um, I, I, th-
1: I had a quarantine haircut over the weekend. I'm wondering... As, it looks like did you I, also as, oh, okay. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Did you do the top yourself, or uh, uh, did you have Sarah help you
0: out? I mean, it's 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 tag teamed a little bit here. I also didn't shower today, so it's it's kind of um got yesterday's hair goop in it. <laughs> um, so it's it's a little bit more uh, stickety uppity than uh, I I would normally like it. How how are you feeling about your which wh- is this your third or fourth quarantine haircut? Oh man, okay. So top,
1: uh. I have been doing them at different times. So my husband helps me with the sides. And then like after like two weeks or so after that, I'm like, oh, I should really cut the top. So I cut the top. I think it's the third time I've cut the top and maybe the fourth
0: time that he's helped me with the sides. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm increasingly in a space where I'm like, I don't know, let's just cut it. Like, and, and, and Sarah's getting more comfortable with like doing it, uh, and I'm more, I'm like less precious about like what my hair looks like. Yeah. So it's just like what it, it's it's a it's a free bacchanal. We both have a drink while it happens. Like it's fine. <laughs> I feel no really. No one bad. cares anymore.
1: <laughs> I feel really bad because like my husband does a really good job on like the sides. Like he can blend it really well. And I can't return the favor. I try. Oh, how I try. But uh, it's just not the same. But he's a good sport. He uh, smiles (laughs) through it. (laughs) Because what are you going to do?
0: yeah well i mean indeed what are you gonna do mark speaking of what are you gonna do i have an important update regarding the sonic forces borrowing program that we need to get to sonic forces borrowing program of course is my copy of sonic forces for the nintendo switch can be borrowed by you all you have to do is get on a list uh and uh email us to email us at nintendo cartridge society at gmail.com and give us a mailing address i send it to you we send it back the last time I sent it out, I sent it out in just a regular old envelope with two stamps on it um, and, uh, you know, dropped the game card in there, dropped, like, the instruction booklet, just, like, the ephemera that, like, goes along with it. Um, and today, the envelope came back. I got the Sonic Forces back, uh, mostly. So, in in, in the envelope, uh, which I am now uh, sh- showing to Mark, here, here's the, the envelope, um, there is the uh, Sonic Forces Chain of Custody uh, sheet that's been filled out and filled out by, the, by mm-hmm. the new borrower. um, The original sheets of um stickers for the Joy-Con, the original, like, download code thing. No game card. So, if you will please inspect the envelope here, you will see that there is a rip oh, no. by the stamps. I believe what happened is that this was fed through an automatic, like, uh, you know, postage thing Uh, to determine uh, where it was coming from and if there was enough postage on it and that it forced the game card out through this rip in the envelope uh, and now it is stuck somewhere between Montana and here. So, I don't know what this means, Mark. It's we, we don't have a... And look, the previous borrower, I do not hold you responsible for this at all. This is part of what happens with the Sonic Forces borrowing program. Maybe it's part of the things that did happen is this the end of the program this is my question mark what do we do here
1: i uh well one i knew this did not have a happy ending because otherwise you wouldn't have sprung it on me unannounced with no uh warning at all Um, i wanted to hash it out on mike (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what we do it's such because this the show existed before it, it doesn't seem like it to listeners i'm sure but the show did exist before the sonic forces borrowing program did so it is possible, we know, yeah. for the show cont- to continue without the Sonic Forces borrowing program. I think we're going to have to sleep on this one. I don't think we can make yeah. any hasty decisions.
0: I think that's right. And if, if listeners have suggestions of something that we can do, uh, either to replace the Sonic Forces borrowing program or like a better version of it, please let us know. I am open to suggestions. Someone wants to put us in touch with uh, you know, Sega of America and they want to give us a bunch of free codes to send out. That would also be great. Um, but uh yeah, I, for for right now I the perfect program has to go on a bit of a hiatus um not because it's any less perfect uh but just because the game itself didn't make it back to me. So
1: I will put out there that you do have my physical copy of Link Between
0: Worlds. I that that is true. That is true. So maybe maybe that can be um step 2 in this. Although the uh the 3DS is a dead system, Mark, so get with oh, the times.
1: Oh, we've really, oh man, this, uh, I think we both knew that this day would come, but we didn't, uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to have to really think about this one. So I love your idea of getting uh, feedback from listeners, because yeah. they're a lot smarter than we are.
0: Yeah, yeah, we, we, we need some help here. Um, so, you know, come to our rescue here, guys. Um, here's another way you can come to our rescue. Uh, we are celebrating Mario all October long for his 35th anniversary. Was it in September? Who cares? It's also in October. Um, the whole month is Mario themed uh, for every Thursday episode, every topic episode. We are closing out the month with our Mario memories. I've got memories, Mark's got memories, and we are collecting them from you. So please write in to Nintendo cartridge society at, at gmail.com, gmail.com and give us your best Mario memories and best could that in any direction best as in most bad or as in most good (laughs) either way works um thank you to Blake and to Lizzie and to everyone else who has submitted in in previous weeks um we have got a good uh stockpile of them now I want more I am greedy I am insatiable I will never get enough Mario memories from you guys so send them in however you can uh and they can be whatever right yeah, absolutely. Like we
1: like I've said before, they could be an epic poem. They could be a tone poem. They could be something that's not even poetry. If you really want to go in that whoa, direction. Whoa,
0: I will confess, most of the memories so far have been prose. So <laughs> that means there's um, still
1: room for sonnets.
0: You won't, true. You
1: won't be like just submitting yet another sonnet if that's
0: what you want to do. Uh, and no dirty limericks so far. So, but watch it with those because we. <laughs> <laughs> We try to keep things relatively clean on this show. Uh, w- one more thing before we hop into the show. Uh, it is almost October, which means it's almost November, which means it is almost time for you to vote for Joe Biden and a bunch of other people. Um, but man, that top of the ticket is important this year. Um, so just uh, urging everyone to make sure that you go and check your voter registration. Make sure you have a plan for how and where and when you're going to vote. Um, and just make sure that we get all that done because, uh, you know, We're staring down the barrel of an existential uh, and or constitutional crisis here, uh, and we just need to, you know, wallop Trump good. Otherwise, uh, you know, he may elect not to acknowledge the election results. Yeah, Um, and
1: the other thing that I would add to that is, like, if you know a young person and you're not sure if they are registered to vote or if it's their, like, first election, please be that person's, like, uh, the person that they can turn to. To answer questions about voting, because if you have not done it before, the process can seem overwhelming. And so take that person under your wing, help them get registered, uh, help them fill out their ballot, help go to the polls with them, whatever it takes.
0: Yeah. Uh, and as always, you know, uh, I, I did say the, the top of the ticket is super important this year. As always, the rest of the ticket is also important. So, you know, read up on whatever local ballot measures or people running for uh, smaller offices in your. Local area. All of that is super important, uh, and you can actually make a difference uh, in this election. It's going to be a big one, and I can't believe it's uh, 35 days away from the release of this episode. So, uh, yeah, uh, strap in, everyone. (laughs) We, We got some work to do. All right, Mark, are you ready to talk about what we've been playing this week? Yeah, let's do it.
1: Okay, so I'm still working on Mario 64. I'm about 50 stars in. I took your advice from last week, which is just like, don't try to control the camera. Just let the con- camera do what it's gonna yeah. do, and it mostly works. Like like the camera in that game in general. Uh, if your hands off, it'll mostly do what you need it to do, not what you want it to do. Um, right. But I'm still like, uh, I can only do one or two stars at a time. I get, I am just really frustrated by the way Mario runs or like controls. Like uh, there are moments in that game where I'm like, wow, this is like so much fun. I'm really enjoying it. And times where I'm just like, I, this should not be this difficult. Why is it this difficult? Either the camera's too close or it's like stuck behind a wall or you like Mario's just like not doing what I want him
0: to do. But overall, I I am enjoying it. Um, I I also went back into uh 64 to pick up a few more stars. Um, when last I was playing, I think I capped off at like 82, 83 stars, something like that. Um, and I remembered something that I used to do with that game when I was a kid, which was, and when I say kid, I mean like 14. Um, uh, you can go into like in the pause menu, you can change the um what happens when you uh, push the R button. Um, from the camera going behind uh, Mario to the camera just not moving at all. So you can hold R to have a completely stationary camera. Um, and then you can like run all the way over to like the other side of the world. Um, and it makes for a really funny like you know Mario so far away. (laughs) Um, But because like the resolution is higher on this than it was on your old CRT TV, um, it's sort of functional that like Mario can get pretty far away and the camera is still just like you know, he's like a tiny little dot on the screen, but it's a big screen. So like, uh, it, it, it sort of works. Um, but Mark, honestly, I have had a hard time uh, not playing Hades whenever I sit down in front of my Switch. I'm sorry if you had more to say about Mario, uh, but I am ready to, I uh, just, Hades, look, when I talked about it last week, I'd just gotten started. I'd maybe done like three or four runs, you know, uh, three or four attempts uh, at, at making my way through that game. Um, and so I don't really know if like we talked about uh, truly like what it is or why it's, it's a, a approach to like roguelike storytelling is so unique. Um, but uh, just the, the, the game in general. So this is a the super giant game, it's an uh, overhead um, kind of brawler where you're picking different weapons and battling your way um, out of hell. Um, and every time you die, you appear back in like this, this pit, um, uh, this blood pit in front of Hades himself. Uh, and he's like, oh, back again. And then like, you kind of talk to everyone, like kind of keep going. Um, but the, uh, that, oh, back again thing, like everyone has a persistent memory of you dying and your attempts. So you will notice in conversations with, uh, NPCs that they will be reacting to how you performed. Uh, the last time the last time you, like, went through. So there's uh, Meg, who's one of the Furies, um, who uh, she, like, is a regular at the bar that's at sort of, like, the home base. And so, like, she'll sort of, uh, she'll talk with you and, like, make fun of you. And then, like, when you get to her position later, like, maybe she won't be there. It'll be, like, a different Fury. And then you gotta, like, check with her and be like, Meg, where were you last time? You were supposed to fight me? Uh, and it just, like, all, it's got all of these compounding little... Uh, Everything is so persistent and everyone is so aware of every choice you make uh, in every run through that game. Uh, It's just the perfect, like, little icing on top of this, uh, you know, action delight um, that is just so addictive and that I really, really love. I love Hades. It's a great game. That's awesome. It sounds really cool. It's, yeah, it's it's super fun. And all the characters are uh, really well designed. Um, it feels a lot like, uh, um, if, uh, Karen Gillan and, uh, Jamie McKelvey, the, like, I uh, remember the, 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 guys that were on like young Avengers for a while, um, or the, did, uh, the phonogram series, uh, a comic series, um, that it, it looks, it, it looks and feels like that, where it's just like, here's a cool, hot version of like Greek gods escaping from hell. And it's just like, yes, yes. Does your progress
1: reset every time you die? Like, is it like, do you lose your items that aren't in storage? Like, is it that sort of
0: thing? So, mostly there are um a, a few a few things that you are uh, collecting that are persistent between runs um that you can use to like uh, level up specific abilities um but for the most part every chamber that you clear gives you access to either um the, you know the sort of currency for those permanent upgrades or something for uh, that specific run. Uh, and it's like blessings from individual gods. So like while you're going, you you know you pop out uh, into the first chamber and there's a, like an orb with some god's insignia on it that can be like Zeus or Poseidon or Ares or Dionysus or, you know, a, a, a bunch of different ones. And you pick it up and then you can select from three different blessings that they can bestow upon you. And so you start to like learn which are your favorites and you're like, oh man, I love having a dash that has deflect on it. Or I love having... Um, a long range attack that has uh that inflicts hangover on on your opponents and so you sort of like steer yourself toward because like you'll you'll clear a chamber and there'll be two different ways out and you know you can decide like oh do i want the uh currency for the permanent upgrade or do i want that specific upgrade for this run through um and so there's just there's there's so many like interesting choices to make between this really fun hectic like dashing around um if, for me, it's the perfect mix of persistent and new each time um, that like every, every time I sit down to play it, I'm like, I'm going to do one run or one or two runs. And then, you know, a, an hour and a half, two hours have gone by and I could I've done like five or six and I've had fun the whole time. That's awesome. And then you've I know you've also been playing Super Mario Pitcross,
1: which showed up on the SNES Switch Online. I didn't have a chance to check it out this weekend, so I'm dying for you to tell me about it.
0: Uh, so it's super, it's Picross. It's, it's, it's very fun. Um, it, uh, and the menus are all in Japanese, so I don't know exactly (laughs) what, what I'm doing. Uh, the, the first time that I, uh, played like one of the Mario Picross levels, um, it was, you know, there's a menu that pops up right away and I didn't know. I was, I accidentally elected into like, show me all the hints.
1: Uh Um, and
0: so from then on, I was like, aha, no hints. (laughs) um, But after beating the first world of uh, Mario puzzles, uh, a set of uh, Wario puzzles popped up, which are um, faster and weirder. Um, And like, it's, uh, you know, all of the Mario ones feel very normal. And the Wario ones are just like a little strange and like ask you to do a little bit of like weird mental logic. Mm. Um, You know, obviously, it it lacks some of the features of, uh, you know, modern um, Picross games. Uh, including like the music is okay, um but you know i've I've sort of grown to the music in Picross being incredible. <laughs> um, and so this is just sort of like you know uh, like ha- halfway between that um, but it's 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 nice I, I like doing uh, Picross and then having like Mario at the end of it uh, excited for me to have done a good job at Picross. Are all the puzzles mushroom Kingdom themed? No, none of them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the the, the first set of them are all, like, uh, Japanese kanji. Oh, okay. So, uh, it's, yeah, I I barely related to Mario at all. Um, It's all, like, the in-between stuff. And when you, everything is grouped into worlds. Um, So, when you beat, uh, like, a a set of, uh, maybe it's, like, 16 puzzles or something like that, um, then, like, there's a message from Mario and it says congratulations in English and then a bunch of Japanese and I'm like well I don't got it so it's not like you're
1: like there's no like connective tissue you're not progressing through these worlds towards Bowser or anything
0: like that I mean nothing I know of unless yeah. <laughs> unless it's, it's stated explicitly in the text that I have no <laughs> idea because I can't read it I've also been playing uh,
1: more of Just Dance 2020 and Ring Fit Adventure I've been uh, using Ring Fit Adventure mostly for like the um uh not the like story mode i've just been doing it to get more like cardio in same with like just dance 2020 the thing with just dance 2020 is very quickly you realize that a lot of the the it feels like i don't actually know how many songs come with the game itself but it feels like it's not that many and then they have this like just dance unlimited which is the service that you can sign up for you can buy like right. a subscription uh, You can buy like a 24 hour one, a one week, 30 days or a year. And you get like 30 days for free if you sign up for Ubisoft's um like online account thing. But I did it. They got me. They totally got me because I was like, were, I was like scrolling through the 500 songs they had. And I was like, yes, I want to do that one. So, you know, like I signed up for the free subscription, if nothing
0: else. What was uh, what was the song that put you over the top that you're like, all right. It was. They have a bunch of ABBA songs, and I'm like, I 100 <laughs> percent want to do this. Yeah, no, that makes sense to me. Um, that that's a good thing to cave to. Are you doing any of the uh rhythm stuff in Ring Fit Adventure? Have you? Have no, you I think it's, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not great. I've I've done it a couple times, and usually I'm like, eh, I don't want to do this. So, are are you using it for like the 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 passive thing, or are you just doing the. No, so I'm doing, I can't, workouts. I'm trying to
1: remember what it's called, but it's basically just like workout mode where you can yeah. like custom, where you can like, it has the list of all the exercises and you can, yeah. there's like, uh, you just build your own like custom exercise. And I've just, I've just been doing that so I can skip, like, I don't need to do like the story bits. Like, I don't want to go to the store or anything like that. I just want to do like the, uh, some of the exercises and be able to pick the mix a little better.
0: Yeah, I, I find that doing the adventure uh, forces me to do exercises I wouldn't want to do otherwise. Um, like I don't I don't want to plank, but like <laughs> it's gonna do, it's gonna deal with damage to all of these bad guys, so I I I, I so I do it. Um, but you know it's I, I have uh, I have an alarm set for um, seven o'clock Monday Wednesday and Friday. Um, And I would say I flake on half of those. (laughs) So I just hear it buzzing in the other room and I'm like, no. (laughs) Uh, But I still like it. Okay, uh, that's what we've been playing this week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week.
1: On Thursday, October 1st, Yee's Origin is released for Switch. And then also we're getting that Super Mario Brothers 35. Uh, competitive Super Mario Brothers like Tetris 99 thing for Switch Online, which I am very
0: excited for. I'm very excited for it too. I feel like we don't actually know that much about how it works or like what actual levels you play through, how long we can expect an individual round to last. Like all of it feels very... Also, how does it control? Does it feel exactly like the original Super Mario Brothers? Does it feel more like the All-Stars version of it? Is it Does it feel more like Mario Maker? Um, I feel like there are so many variables that are truly tiny, (laughs) mostly insignificant variables that are going to change how this thing feels entirely. I'm Uh, I'm, I'm very excited to find out.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm also assuming that it's fun, but also this Mm. concept could be very not fun.
0: Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, especially if there are people who are like, better at Mario than me. (laughs) (laughs) Perish the thought. Uh, and then on uh, October second, we're
1: getting the Joker and Hero Amiibo. Um, these are the Dragon Quest Eleven Amiibo for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, finally being released on
0: October second. Yeah, Persona Five and uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. Oh the, yes, Persona two, Five. Yes. Right. Do you know why um, I was confused because there's
1: hmm. like the Monster Hunter Joker spinoff series.
0: Right. Uh. So so you thought it was Monster Hunter? Or wait, is it is there is that Dragon Quest? Oof! Yeah, we're Dragon in deep Quest. now. <laughs> There's a Dragon Quest Joker yeah. spin-off
1: series. That is what I thought. Monster Hunter, not
0: related in the slightest. Um, do we have? Have we seen the amiibo for the other um, three, and I guess now uh, four um, characters? Because we have um, uh, uh um, hmm, the arms character whose name I can't Min-min. remember right now. Min Man. That's right. Um, but uh, we're still waiting also on Banjo and Terry and Byleth, right? Oh, yeah. Um, no, as far as I remember,
1: which is not that far. As far as I remember, we haven't seen anything about them. But I honestly thought the Joker and Hero Amiibo were released, like, a long time ago. And honestly, I just said they were from Monster Hunter. So what do
0: I know in general? Hey, great point. Um, the, it's, I would look. Um, I, as, as everyone knows, uh, am now a huge Dragon Quest fan, having only played Dragon Quest Eleven, uh, and I think this may be an amiibo that I need to get, right? Does, does that track to you? Does that feel true to you? Yeah, that feels very right to me. Okay. Um, dang. All right. <laughs> so I, I, guess I gotta, <laughs> Sorry, I guess I gotta yep. do that. No, I mean, I mean, you, I I mean can't you're right. Lie. Yeah. Uh, all right, Mark. Um, is is there anything coming out this week that that you're um in, other than Super Mario, um thirty five? Like it is E's origin? Something that you're? Is that a prequel to the Ease series, or is it just like the first one? I guess scene is
1: just the first one, but again, totally a guess. Super Mario uh, Brothers thirty
0: five. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, on Thursday, let's all play Mario against each other. All right, Mark. Let's close out the new releases. <laughs> Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It is time for 4.33. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 4.33 wherein a performer or group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance, 4.33, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Today, Mark, we are starting a new uh, theme for 4.33. We are doing all spooky 433s, I guess, uh, in celebration of October and Halloween. I know it's not October yet, but we're doing it now. The first topic is if you were a ghost, who or what would you haunt? Um, Mark, you've spent a little bit more time with this question. Uh, do you have an answer for this?
1: So uh, I know offhand that it would not be a- an opera. I don't think I would, I don't think mm. I'd do a theater in general um
0: and i it's tough because theater people are super suspicious and so if you're a ghost and you're in a world where like haunting is real um then those theater people are going to know how to ward you away right right they're going to have some like little bauble that they all kiss at the beginning of the show and you can't (laughs) interfere or you know something well Um, we all
1: know that like massage circles you know ward away ghosts and spirits that's right trust falls all of that stuff (laughs) you would not be you wouldn't last a minute so, I think probably, like, theaters are right out. Um, Maybe I could do, I think I would fit in at, like, an airport. I think I could haunt an airport pretty effectively. Wow, that is depressing. Why would you want to haunt an airport?
0: <laughs> I don't know. You well, need you spend like... the rest of your existence at an airport. <laughs> Mark, pick a pleasant place.
1: You're right. You're right. No, you're right.
0: That's, <laughs> that's, that's a bad idea. Um... <laughs> uh so uh the uh, last year i uh for my friends like bachelorette party weekend um we uh went around to some like haunted places in northern california so um and you know haunted like loosely we went to the um oh uh i forget the name of it now the the oh the winchester mystery house winchester mystery house of mystery that's right um sarah winchester's crazy mansion that just keeps building on top of itself. Um, and you know, everyone's like, and her ghost haunts the thing. Um, so like that was cool. I don't think I'd want to haunt a a crazy house like that though. But we also went to Alcatraz, uh, and Alcatraz is pretty cool. Um, and there are lots of like hidden places just like out of reach, um, like off paths that like you can't go to. And I think it'd be fun to haunt Alcatraz so you could see those parts. Okay. I mean, yes, that would be cool. But again, do you want to spend your
1: entire life in a prison on Alcatraz? (laughs) How about what if we what if we haunted, mm. um, that Outback Steakhouse like on Victory Boulevard, like uh, in Burbank?
0: That's interesting. There's uh, a Nordstrom
1: Rack right across the street, so we could technically there, like kind of uh, haunt both.
0: Well, well, okay. How about this? How about we ha- haunt Gower Gulch? Oh yes. There's a okay. Denny's. <laughs> there's that car wash. Not only there's that, out of the closet, yeah. yeah.
1: So, uh, f- for those of you who don't live in LA, Gower <laughs> Gulch is—it's on Gower and Sunset, two streets in LA—and yes. it a, it's a—it's a strip mall, but it is Western themed for some reason,
0: and no one knows why. That's it's perfect. It's—it's like, it's, it's like part of an amusement park, but it's just in the city. It
1: doesn't make any sense. I would love to spend the rest of eternity at Gower Gulch. I think this is a great
0: idea. Um, I, I, I. I, I I, I think you're right about, um, like, theaters in general and, like, opera halls being sort of out. But I think a regular concert hall might be neat. Um, if, you, if you're just a, a place where there are, uh, where, like, the symphony plays or, like, choirs perform or whatever, then you could live your life like the Pigeon Lady from Home Alone 2 um, and just hear the, the best music in the world every oh, night. Oh, yeah. That sounds nice. And then, like, the occasional, like, uh, you know, middle school choir or something. Yeah, I mean there'd be stuff you would have to put up with for sure, but <laughs> um can, uh, so p- part of this question was uh who or what would you haunt? Um is there do you th- is there a who that you would be interested in haunting? An individual. Oh, it, this one's th- tough. Yeah, this
1: one's tough. Um I think I could do like a friendly ghost thing, right? Mm. Like if I'm like yeah, sure, helping sure. people, so um I do know are friendly they, in like, life, so... <laughs> <laughs> right, like, they forget to turn off the stove, and so I'm like, okay, I, like, get up from my ghost chair, walk over, like, turn off the stove for them. But I think, like, as nice as that would be for them, it would be tiring for me. I don't even know who that person is. Maybe you. Yeah. Maybe that's what I would do. I would go to, like, your house and turn off the stove if you left it on.
0: Uh that that was the applause, by the way. Uh, uh wh- earlier in this uh we sorry, we are accompanied today by pianist Kyle Shaw. Um and we'll get out of the segment in a second. But earlier you said uh we could just haunt uh and then uh the Outback Steakhouse. In your in this scenario were we ghosts together? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Do we still do this show in the afterlife?
1: <laughs> yes, and we f- and we retrieve your like copy of Sonic Forces.
0: From the afterlife. Uh, I love it. All right, Mark, let's get into the news. So, at
1: 6 a.m. this morning, Tuesday, September 29th, so, uh, so probably after you have listened to this, or before, probably before, before you yep. have listened to this, then this piece of news is already out. So, we're just getting out ahead of it now. Uh, at 6 a.m. this morning, new information about the t- Crown Tundra DLC for Pokémon Sword and Pokémon Shield was revealed. We don't know what it is, but
0: it happened. Um, I so this is very interesting. I think it'll be fun to see what like the we've known that this thing has been coming for a while. Uh, Mark, do you think there's any possibility that we'll, this is probably all that this is, right? Um, but it means then that we are sort of uh, at the bound or at, at the boundary of, like, what the new Pokemon is for 2020, right? There, there's something new Pokemon mainline every year, um, and this year it is the DLC for Sword and Shield, which sort of starts the next ticking clock to what's the next one going to be? When are we going to find out what the next one is? Um, do you think there's any kind of tease of that, or is, do you think this is just going to be, um, like, here's the Crown Tundra, here's when it's coming out, and that's it? I think it's probably just going to be that
1: is is my guess. It is crazy to think that, um, that there will be something new Pokemon next year. I mean, I guess Pokemon Snap was already announced, but as far as like, you know, um, games that you're like, oh wow, there's a new Pokemon. This thing, it it is yeah. weird that we're like, is it going to be a remake? Is it going to be a direct sequel? Is it going to be a whole new generation? They don't do generations that
0: often, right? Yeah, I mean, they, they tend to, um, well, it, it's tough, right? Because uh, between uh, um, Sun and Moon and Sword and Shield, there wasn't that much time, really, right? Like, there was right. just the, the ultra version, and then let's go, and then bam, you know, here, here's, here's the new one. Um, so, you know, it's probably not, this would be fast for a new gen, um, but, you know, not, uh, not like, astronomically so. Also, with assuming that we're getting like a release date and it's not like
1: a delay or something like that, I think that also pretty much puts a pin in Nintendo's twenty twenty. I feel like the only thing that's maybe a little bit outstanding is, uh, bravely default two is the only thing that I can remember that's like had an announced twenty twenty yeah. date and we just haven't heard an update on for a while
0: yeah and I wouldn't be surprised if um bravely default two uh, goes to next year um a- a- anyway uh part just because we haven't really heard anything about it this could the uh, if they are revealing the release date uh here at the end of september um it could be uh like a december release right like first or second week of december, something like that yeah, I guess it could
1: i'm ass- i mean based on zero information, I'm assuming it's going to be the first couple of weeks of November. But there's no reason to speculate on it because, again, by the time most people listen to it, they will know how it's wrong already I am. already <laughs> been decided. That's right.
0: <laughs> hey, Mark, great point.
1: <laughs> uh, the first Animal Crossing New Horizons update for fall has been announced. Uh, the free update arrives on Wednesday, September 30th and includes pumpkin starters that you'll be able to buy from Nook's Cranny in the month of October. I guess they're already available from Leaf year round but they'll now be more
0: readily available in nook's cranny that's interesting i don't think i've seen them uh from leaf but yeah i'm we're sarah and i realized we went all week last week without checking in on our animal crossing friends so uh we're obviously falling off a bit a little bit you'll also be able to purchase costumes from the able sisters the thing
1: um i'm not clear if this is different or new content than what already you can because you can already kind of buy costumes at the able sisters depending on what they have in stock but i'm wondering if there's going to be new costumes or things that are very like specifically fall themed yeah uh you can also exchange nook miles for body paint and colored eye contacts which again is this new or just can you already change that kind of stuff
0: no, I mean, you can already change that uh, eye color and um, skin tone, but within the normal realm of uh, eye colors and skin mm, tones, mm-hmm. um, the body paint, you're going to be able to put green on your face or blue or whatever, right. uh, and the contacts can be red or you know purple or whatever. Gotcha. There also
1: is going to be a bounty of Halloween do-it-yourself projects uh, and a Halloween night celebration on October 31st, starting uh, at 5 p.m., You'll have a visit from Jack, the Tsar of Halloween, which uh, makes me laugh a lot because I, you know, uh, think of Jack Skellington from The Nightmare Before Christmas.
0: Absolutely. Why is this guy going for the title Tsar of Halloween? That's that's very specific. That is very czar, specific. Tsar czar of, of Halloween? Be the pumpkin king. That's fine. We like that.
1: Also, uh, if you give Jack, the czar of Halloween, if you give him in, uh, like lollipops and candy, you'll get in-game rewards from that. You can also give candy to neighbors, uh, quote, or
0: you might get pranked. And then neighbors, of Love course, it. will be in costume, too. That's the part I'm most excited for. That, this is what makes it feel like. Uh, you know, a Halloween episode of uh, uh, The Simpsons or Community or something where you're like, I just want to see what everyone is dressed up as. Yeah, yes, totally. There's uh, just as, as, as a quick aside, uh, it, it's uh, Sarah's birthday is today. And so, uh, you know, she had her uh, Animal Crossing birthday party because that's the only kind of birthday party you can really have now. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it's it's so cute and fun whenever the characters in the game like do something ostensibly for you even though like they're just running the program they're just ones and zeros firing off a pleasing display of lights and sounds um but you know it sure feels like cookie is throwing you a birthday party and roscoe and uh and uh fauna showed up and dressed up nice and danced around for you you know like that's that's a great feeling um and so i'm i'm looking forward to seeing what i know i know how this is going to sound it's going to sound stupid but I'm excited to see what they choose to dress up as. (laughs) How the game expresses their personalities through the costumes they wear. I'm very excited. There
1: will also be new spooky reactions that you can learn. Um, And then additionally, there's going to be a couple of updates that aren't like specifically related to fall. Uh, For Dreams, the new functionality that was added this summer, I believe, um, they're adding a list you can easily revisit uh, dreams that you had previously gone to. And then there's also going to be an update for the Nook Link app, which, uh, exists as part of the Nintendo switch online app on your phone. Um, that'll be released in early October. And they're the big feature that they're touting in this is that you'll be able to use it to perform reactions in the game, which I think is great. Like, um, one of the things that the Nook Link app is really handy for is when you're at somebody else's island, it's so much faster to ch- uh, chat using the Nookley camp. And so being able to do totally. reactions on there makes a ton of sense.
0: Yeah, no, and, and I, I love that too. Even just like running around the island, I like to throw out a lot of reacts um, to that. Because like when you're talking to the other characters, um, especially if they're like telling you a story or something, they're reacting to every line. And I'm like, I can't do, I can't, I can't keep up. Um, I want to be able to do that too. And if the phone... Allows you to do that uh, all, all the better. I like that they are still adding features to, the, uh, to this thing. It seems like they're doing it slowly, <laughs> and they're doing it in a very like uh, Nintendo-prioritized kind of way, where I'm like, I don't know why this is the next improvement you decided to make, but okay. Um, I, I would love for them to add a lot more functionality to the, um, the uh, phone app, because I, I think there's a, a lot of room for it, for it to improve. They also teased the next update, which
1: will be coming in late November, and it looks like it's going to be holiday themed, which makes sense. But something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Last Wednesday, Nintendo surprise dropped a brand new game for Switch, Kirby Fighter Two. It'll set you back uh, twenty bucks. So the <laughs> the first game in the like the first Kirby Fighter game started out as a mode in Kirby Triple Deluxe. And then was eventually released as a standalone download title on the 3DS. And so now you have Kirby Fighter 2 coming for Switch. They're uh, marketing it. The tagline is Kirby versus Kirby versus Kirby versus Kirby. You can have four Kirbys going at it. Uh, it's It looks very much like um, Smash Brothers, but Kirby.
0: Yeah. Um, how... Uh, for forgive forgive my ignorance but how is this different from Kirby Clash which was a another Kirby game announced for the Switch or that came out on the Switch it was like the free to play one and again it's maybe it's your four Kirby's fighting bad guys I don't I don't know remember
1: yeah no that's a good point it uh I feel like probably the difference in this is that it has that sort of like battle royale mode where you can fight each other that's like part of yeah. the hook of it, and I don't think that's the case in Kirby Clash. I think Kirby Clash is all about just beating
0: like the next big boss that they put in front of you. I don't know about you, but it it feels weird to me that Kirby has so many of these games that are like beat stuff up that like that are so <laughs> are so based in like hand to hand combat. Does that feel weird to you? It feels weird to me. I uh,
1: the part that feels weird to me is that. Uh, like they keep making these Kirby games and then it feels like they just like toss them out. Like that yeah. there's like all of this Kirby stuff, like, yeah, Kirby clash this. And then
0: it's just kind of like ingloriously dumped. Yeah. Well, cause like, what's the marketing plan for a not, you know, full fat Kirby adventure game. Like, I don't know what it is. Right. Uh, you just, it's just like, Oh, here it is. Play it or don't. And <laughs> see you, see you later. <laughs> You know what I was thinking about uh, just just this last week, uh, and I think it was um probably like in the afterglow of um the three d s is no longer being uh, produced. it is now like a, a a dormant system, a dead system, if you will, that there are a number of series for which Nintendo has an awesome entry in that series that are now trapped on that on on the three d s. Um Kirby's got Planet Robobot. Zelda has uh, Link Between Worlds and, to a lesser extent, Triforce Heroes. Uh, Metroid has uh, Samus Returns. Uh, Kid Icarus has Uprising. Um, uh, uh, F- uh, Fire Emblem has uh, the good one, Awakening. Um, so, like, it it seems like they could bring a lot of those games over to Switch with, like, minimal upgrades. Uh, and you know that they would sell well not not that the 3ds didn't already have a, a chance to move those games but like i think people would buy a lot of them again yeah it is
1: interesting to be at this point because i agree with you where it's like my expectation almost is that you know like i am able to play things in perpetuity i think like yeah you know like maybe it's streaming like you know the netflix model just makes it seem like that should be a possibility but that I guess uh, I don't know that that's really realistic. I think what I'm hopeful about is that in, like, generally Nintendo is really good about eventually re-releasing stuff, making it available in some form in the future, uh, as long as you're not the virtual boy. And so I think, like, I don't know that it'll happen on the Switch or even the Switch successor, but the DS and the 3DS were such huge successes, and those games were so well regarded for the most part that I don't imagine they're going to be trapped on the DS and 3DS forever or at least yeah some of most of them won't be like I think eventually we will get a link between worlds or um you know like on the DS like the other Zelda games I think we they we will eventually see them on other platforms I don't know what form that takes like I don't expect it to happen yeah. on the Switch
0: Yeah it it is uh really interesting to consider like that uh the you know the, the switch isn't like a a super great platform for um playing games from the past you know there, there are obviously a lot of um, different collections um that other publishers are, are, are bringing to it um but uh you know as far as like home consoles um or their uh handhelds are concerned you know there's obviously the nes switch online and the snes switch online which are decent libraries um but like there's no Game Boy, there's no Game Boy Advance. Uh, I don't think we'll ever see a, a, a DS or 3DS. Um, it's just, it's uh, it, it's it's weird to not see uh, really any of that um, from Nintendo coming forward from, from their handhelds.
1: Yeah, it, and it's a little, you know, we've talked about it before, it's a little bit disappointing. I would love to see, like, Game Boy games or Game Boy Advance games be on there. But the fact that some of them were available on, like, the previous generation, you know, yeah. like, I, I don't think they are gone forever. I think it might just be 25 years until we get a D- Nintendo DS Classic Edition. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I, I would think that there would at least be a market for Game Boy Advance specifically um, because the only place that that was available as, like, a virtual console was the Wii U, which is, mm-hmm. you know, they ported everything else from the Wii U. Why not? <laughs> Why not port the virtual console as well? I also and I know wondered, the answer to that is because they can they keep it and control it. <laughs> I also <laughs> wonder it.
1: just from, from like a uh, game preservation standpoint, like I'm sure you can run DS games on an emulator, but what is that experience? What is that two screen like totally. experience like?
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah. I mean, I, I think that that's probably one of one of the biggest uh, holdups is that like yeah, a lot of those games really required that second screen, but man. If I could play Kid Icarus Uprising on my Switch and play it with dual stick controls instead of, you know, uh, tapping on the, the uh, touchpad to, to fire with pit's arrows and stuff, like, yeah, that, that, that'd be so much better. Uh, if you've
1: been waiting to download Jump Rope Challenge from the Switch eShop, you don't want to wait too much longer. Uh, Nintendo's, when it was revealed, Nintendo announced that it would be available for a limited time. And now we know that it's only going to be available until the end of September. So you just have a couple of
0: days to download it if you haven't yet. You should do it. It's super cute. Play it three or four times and then never touch it again. But it's free. So, <laughs> so why not do that? Yeah. It I, haven't is... even, I, I know we, we talked about like he, there are new costumes for the rabbit. And I was like, oh, that'll be super fun. I'll go in and put him in one of those costumes. I have not done it. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's, it's, it's a cute, like, side project that a few people from Nintendo yep. put together. I think it's interesting that they are delisting it at all. Um, but, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> Last week, Nintendo made the surprise announcement that the Animal Crossing New Horizons Special Edition Switch would be coming back into stock. Interesting. Yes. Uh, GameStop has already sold out, but no surprise. But it seemed like, when I was checking earlier this evening, it seemed like uh, Best Buy still had stock. So, um, I mean, if you need a reminder of how cute this thing is, it's super cute. The yeah. dock is, like, this, like a really appealing uh, cream color. It has, like, a blue ocean with uh, the nooks on, like, a little island. And then the Joy-Cons are really pleasing, like, green and blue. It's all just very, like, calming and cute and wonderful. Uh, These things were gone like immediately when they were initially revealed. And so it's kind of a surprise to see them so many months later bringing back an unknown number of these. Do you think they just like found a couple pallets somewhere? Or do you think they did
0: another limited run? I mean, I think they were like, hey, you know what the second best selling game on the platform is, and it's only been out for a couple months, is Animal Crossing. we can sell Animal Crossing machines. I know people in, there are people in my life who are not really game people who picked up a Switch so they could play Animal Crossing. And now they're trying to figure out what to do in a post-Animal Crossing world. Uh, Not that Animal Crossing doesn't exist anymore, but it doesn't exist in the same way. Um, So I, I think that they're just trying to meet a specific market demand, which is the demand for an Animal Crossing machine. Man, we those got... Joy-Cons are awesome. They're so cool. I'm <laughs> sorry, are. I'm sorry to go, cut you off to go back to that, but they look they it's such a pleasing like toothpaste color. Um they they're just wonderful. I, I love I love them. I wish you, you could buy them separately. Well, oh yeah, and I love the little Joy-Con straps are
1: that same sort of cream color instead of the usual yeah. black. It's great. They're killing it with these like uh limited edition switches. Did you see the Fortnite one that I think is only available in Europe? Like it's yeah. Like, I don't care that much about Fortnite, but it's a good-looking
0: system. The Disney Sumsum one from a while back was really cute. Um, there was a Kingdom Hearts one. Uh, I, I don't know why. They, I mean, they they did a a Mario one, which is really just the with the bright red Joy Cons, yeah. Um, for Mario Odyssey, but I was I'm a little surprised that they didn't do a 35th anniversary one, um, because that you know Mario's a, a, a tempting entry point, but may, maybe the thinking is um people who were buying the Switch for Mario have already done it. Um, so yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, they, they, they do a good job when, when they do these. We got a tiny
1: bit of new information about Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity during TGS Online 2020 last week. Um, the young Impa was officially confirmed to be in the game as a playable character. And also if you have Breath of the Wild save data you can obtain a trainee's wooden sword for Link in Age of Calamity. Um, the fine print on all of this, like stuff that they, all the DLC stuff that they've announced, or all these like in-game items you can get either from having saved data mm. or from pre-ordering. Uh, they they all say that they might be available for purchase later, but if you want
0: to get it for free, you can do this sort of stuff. Got it. Um, Mark, Mark, were you on uh, like social media at all when um, Young Impa was, was revealed? No, I wasn't. So it seemed like there was a, a flurry of people very excited to see um, Young Impa, and then uh, a, a, another corner, another pocket of the internet that was like, why does she look so different than how she looks in the game, in the original Breath of the Wild, which takes place? A hundred years after, <laughs> after the age of calamity, um, so I, you know, I, I, I think, I think that's it. Is that a hundred years have passed? Uh, but I, I saw people citing like, why is her head so much bigger than the rest of her body? And it's like, <laughs> well, I, you know, that's a cartoon design. Like that's the way these uh Zelda characters are designed. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but yeah, it, it seemed like the, there was a a brief flare up of like, uh, oh my gosh, we stand this character in a very like. Um, pearl and marina or in a very um uh you know, horny i, just, I like, think the word you're looking for is horny in a very horny way um i was trying to uh, to tiptoe around it but the internet got a little too horny on this one <laughs> so i just, just want to call the internet out and say like we can have a new female character who's cool you don't have to be horny about it it's fine uh, if you haven't gotten enough
1: Musou by that point, Dynasty Warriors 9 Empires was also announced by Koei Tecmo at TGS Online 2020. The game will be coming to Switch and pretty much every other system, including PC, in early 2021. Uh, 2021 will be the 20th anniversary of Dynasty Warriors.
0: Um, is, is this a, a, a big time or a good time for the, for the Warriors franchise, or are we just all suddenly paying attention to it? Because yeah. of uh this Breath of the Wild game.
1: Yeah, I wonder. Um, I feel like uh I'm not in like the Dynasty Warriors community, but it the spin-off games seem to be having the most with uh like Persona 5 Scramble and then yeah. Hyrule Warriors, um, Age of Calamity, they seem to be getting people who aren't normally excited in that part of the video game universe like more into it.
0: Yeah, and I mean, these these two games, specifically uh, uh, Persona 5 Scramble and Age of Calamity, um, They it feels like they both have a lot of, like, the DNA of their source games in them. Um, so, like, if, if they can pull them off and be, like, satisfying story experiences, in addition to being satisfying Warriors experiences, um, this could be, like, a whole... And not, not new thing, of course, because they've been around forever and these, uh, you know, spinoffs tie-ins have been around forever, um, but like a new level of, of, of relevance.
1: And finally, Dr. King Boo has been added to Dr. Mario World, the yes. mobile Dr. Mario game. So it brings up the inevitable question, where does Dr. King Boo definitively rank in our definitive ranking of Dr. Mario World Doctors? uh so just
0: to review um uh jeez <laughs> there are how how many doctors do we have here we have thirty eight doctors already ranked from worst to best um mark just your you, your what what does your gut say is is dr king boo a good doctor or a bad doctor let's start there with a binary good doctor bad doctor so, oh man
1: i uh, I'm going to say probably a bad-ish doctor i don't think the worst doctor on our list i am a little skeptical of royalty that is also a practicing doctor
0: yeah i mean even though we rank uh, peach and daisy um high and they are princesses um for whatever reason a king seems like a less reliable doctor than a princess and i don't care to defend that opinion i just know <laughs> that it's true um uh, so we, are, are there other undead characters in here? Because I think that's an important thing to take into consideration. I think Dr. Dry Bowser um, is ranked 23rd. Um, uh, he, he's 23rd on our list between Dr. Uh, Waluigi and regular old Dr. Bowser. So we did decide that Dr. Uh, Dry Bowser is better than Dr. Bowser. Um, but so I, I guess this raises the question of like, is, is that around the area that Dr. King Boo should be? Yeah, I think this is the right area. I
1: think like a real good gut check is like who would you rather see? Dr. King Boo or
0: Dr. Dry Bowser? Okay, great place to start. So so far I think I would rather see um Dr. King Boo personally. Okay, I th- I think so too. So then what about Dr. Waluigi? Great question. I feel like Dr. Waluigi is going to Jeez, he's going to give me like some he's going to gas me. He's going to take my wallet, I think. <laughs> he may heal me, but he's also going to rob me. So I I I think I think I probably want to see Dr. King Boo above Dr. Waluigi, but I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. What if Okay, so let's jumping up a little bit. Would you rather see Dr. Baby Daisy or Dr. King Boo? For me, I think I would yeah. rather I would I trust an adult over a baby.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Okay, so let's 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 keep climbing up the list a little bit. Um Dr. Nabbit. Would you rather see Dr. Nabbit or Dr. King Boo? I appreciate Dr. Nabbit's uh commitment to wearing a mask
1: in these times. Uh me too. Uh, and
0: and in all times. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Yeah. Nabbit. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, I, I And look the Dr. King Boo, he can't even close his mouth. <laughs> that tongue is just always out. <laughs> So Start I contrast. think
1: so I think less than Doctor Nabbit, more than King Doctor Baby Daisy. So I think right there at number eighteen.
0: Great. So uh, the new ranking, uh, just sort of for the middle here. Um, Doctor Bowser Junior is twenty. Doctor Baby Daisy is nineteen, and Doctor King Boo, um, not to be confused with Martin Luther King Boo. Um, <laughs> I I I, did, I was I was searching for Doctor King Boo. Uh, in Google, and it auto-completed to Dr. King Book, and I was like, no, I'm not trying to learn about history here. <laughs> uh, Dr. King Boo is is number 18. Um, all right, Mark, that's what we got for the news. Let's close this out. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, you can share it on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you share stuff. Um, if uh, you want to, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at NIN Cart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to Ape or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying happy haunting, and thanks for listening. Hi, this is Adam Peacock from My Neighbors Are Dead. For the full month of October, My Neighbors Are Dead is going all in on the Friday the 13th series. And the best part is, we're up in our episodes to twice per week as we talk to all kinds of crazy characters from the world of Camp Crystal Lake played by tons of amazing guests. Two episodes per week, all month long. Join us for My Neighbors Are Dead on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Campfire.